This is the Evening Buzz, presented by Mikhail Attiyah. It's been three years since HBO released Game of Thrones Season 8, the finale itself, that left a bad taste in all the most of fans of the series. Um, I remember being there, and uh, I, I, I recall three years ago, I, I reviewed it here on Pulse 95 Radio, episode by episode, until we got to the finale. And I remember with every episode, I just became more contempt against the series itself. I became disappointed, upset. I'm, I was breaking down all the, the problems that that series had from character choices and motivations to just absurd plot directions. And then that ending happened and uh, <laughs> pretty crazy. And it's pretty crazy that three years has already passed and here's HBO once again with a new series from the world of Game of Thrones, but this time it's a prequel. This is House of the Dragon, so to speak, and uh, this takes place roughly around 170 years before the events of Game of Thrones, and it's set in Westeros once again, very familiar place if you've watched the series, but this time around, Westeros is ruled by the crowning house of Targaryen. And uh, this is probably the most interesting th aspect about this prequel is where Game of Thrones probably had like two to three Targaryen characters. But this time around, we're seeing an, an entire family of them. Uh, and that is probably where the show really shines. So I wanna give a special thanks to OSN Plus for inviting me to watch the episode one premiere for House of the Dragon. They held one uh, a while, just a, earlier this week on 16th of August. They did a whole sort of like augmented reality theme of uh, House of the Dragon, and it was a really nice experience. And then sitting down there and watching it for the first time, I remembered why I love Game of Thrones, and it's more than just the visuals and the uh, over-the-top political dialogue that usually comes with it, but its world-building is always what fascinated me. The moving parts, almost like a chess piece for every, for every kingdom and every house, uh, power-hungry and looking to uh, sort of claim their conquest against one another, the betrayals, the blood that must be spilt to achieve those types of victories. And um, with House of the Dragon, see, being being there again in this very familiar place, well, most of, this, most of the episode starts off in King's Landing, and I won't give too many um, spoilers here. I'm going to keep it spoiler-free. What I found interesting is that even though that's a familiar place, a lot of the known architecture, especially the main uh, palace of King's Landing is very different. And this time around, you got more dragons <laughs> sort of roaming around in that area, which uh, is a definitely refreshing uh, look and feel to this series. But this, like I said, where Game of Thrones is about the rivalry between different houses like the Baratheons, the Starks, Game of Thrones is all about that sort of rivalry here, we are looking at the rivalry intention and the politics between members of the Targaryen family, where uh, we're only, even in the first episode, we've only been introduced to a few of them. So we have King Aegon, who is basically from a line of kings who have managed to instill peace in Westeros, but is desperate to find his next heir 
as his wife struggles to uh, give birth to a new child, a potential son to continue the, uh, the, the reign. However, we also have his ambitious brother, Damien uh, Targaryen, who is a little bit reckless, stubborn, and you can tell, you can tell he's someone who's uh, going to bring in a lot of trouble in the next coming uh, episodes. And this is the biggest difference that I love about this uh, series is the, te- the tension between kin, between family members. And I know just from the get-go, this is going to get a lot more complex uh, than, than, than we could expect. And it's going to be very intimate. It's going to be very domestic in that sort of political sense. And uh, <laughs> I won't say too much about what I've seen in terms of uh, the moving parts of the story, but I will say that there is th- there is this this troubling feeling in the air that things are gonna th- things are gonna go wrong real quick, and it specifically has to do with the tension in the family Targaryen. Um, this time around, I- I'd say that everything you everything you can expect in terms of uh, visual effects, uh, in terms of atmosphere, world building is all there. Probably better if you compare it to the first season of Game of Thrones to what you're seeing in House of the Dragon. There's a lot of tremendous improvement on that on that aspect, and uh, do expect to see a lot of more dragons. But this time around, I've noticed that every car- every dragon that's that they showcase in this episode is an extension of. A character you know that it re- resembles their personality or their characteristics these dragons even have names so you better start remembering them <laughs> I'm struggling to remember the name of the characters because they're, they're they can they can be a little bit jarring uh, to uh, to keep uh, keep in track but I know uh, throughout the episodes I'll be very familiar with uh, every moving piece of the story every moving character and how they impact and influence one another and speaking of the Iron Throne, we see it once again, but there's a there's a certain different design to it where it, you have your Iron Throne that you're familiar with the series, but then there's all these like swords that are kind of like protruding all over the throne. And I think that's a really nice touch. It will be appreciated by the fans because if you compare it to the, the, the description based on the book, the Iron Throne is supposed to be humongous it would have looked completely distorted and very uncomfortable to sit on but it has this like a very intimidating presence whenever you approach the throne and i feel they they've they've tried to do this you know this sort of improvement to the look and design of the iron throne it looks definitely a little bit better this time around and um honestly first episode is not enough to say that what's to come is going to be amazing but i say the setup is enough to expect something uh, that everyone I know fans of Game of Thrones love, which is a climactic uh, tra- travesty of some kind, and I know it's going to be the doing. It's going to be the doing and undoing of the Targaryen family. This bloodline is thick and ripe for all sorts of bad news, and uh, everybody who's watched Game of Thrones is definitely going to be excited to see how that pans out and that is my review for the house of the dragon episode one of course again i kept it spoiler free and honestly it's gonna be a while before i can say that i love this series because this is only the first episode and there's more to come would i recommend you watch it 
I would say fans of Game of Thrones, just manage your expectations as you jump into it because a lot of us have sort of become skeptical about Game of Thrones and what happened during that ending. So us coming, revisiting Westeros is partly nostalgic, but also we're just, we, we have that part of us that is just a little bit worried and concerned as to how, how, how they're going to pull this off and if the execution is going to come off uh, right this time around. So yeah, let's take a short break and coming up next, we'll be talking about Elden Ring as it, is, it has finally reached 16 million copies sold worldwide and that is a milestone worth celebrating. So let's take a short break and I'll talk more about it right here on the Evening Buzz. 